Hi everyone, this is Simon Kaplan with the Perfect Podcast from Chico Hospital for Cats. Today I have Dr. Elizabeth Collin with me. She is the owner of the Chico Hospital for Cats and also doing many, many other things. Hi Dr. Collin. Hi Simon. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, why don't we start uh, first about um, who you are? That's always a hard thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> um, I am a board-certified feline specialist and have been now for almost 10 years. Um, I own the hospital in Chico, and I used to own one in Portland, Oregon. And now because I, I don't own that one anymore, I get to travel around and teach veterinarians um, and support staff about cats. And that is a great pleasure and an honor to do. And it's one of the things that I think is most important to change the way veterinarians and support staff think about cats. Awesome. And then, so speaking of spreading the word about, you know, uh, cat-friendly techniques and teaching about, you know, treatments in cats, I do know that it was a long time um, desire of yours to start something that is our topic today with the podcast, which is the treatment for hyperthyroidism in cats. We have a definitive cure now for hyperthyroidism. So if you can cure something rather than treat it for life, it's certainly a better choice. It happens to be a little difficult to get the permissions from the state that you need in order to do it. So, um, but recently, in the last year, uh, Samet, who is my teammate on this project, and I have been doing hyperthyroid cats and treating them with irradiated iodine. Um, it's going incredibly well um, because people are so happy about not having to medicate their cats twice a day for the rest of the cat's life. And what that means is, is that instead of worrying about vacations, they can actually take a vacation and not worry about medicating their cats and, and also, more importantly than that, I think, is the relationship that people have with their cats is incredibly important. And nurturing that is one of the most powerful things we do. Mm -hmm. And when they don't have to medicate their cats anymore, that relationship is preserved. Yeah, absolutely. Just for some people who don't know what hyperthyroidism is and why this is happening or what the science of it is, can we just briefly talk about that? Sure. We don't know what causes hyperthyroidism exactly, except that the thyroid gland begins to grow out of control and in an abnormal way. And that thyroid gland secretes a hormone. And that hormone causes things like weight loss in the face of a wildly increased appetite, high blood pressure, uh, lethargy. Sometimes sometimes these cats are hyperactive and sometimes they're just hiding all the time. Mm -hmm. it, it makes them feel strange and it, and it can be quite perilous for them because it happens to be a condition of older cats. So can we say if somebody's cat is eating a lot and not gaining any weight or even losing some weight, that could be an alert for them to go uh, and check it out? That's the classic sign of hyperthyroidism and the one that most people recognize. But I think one of the most important things you and I have learned is that when these cats are diagnosed really early in, this, in the mm -hmm. state of their disease, that they get better faster and they do better. And so even a cat that's a normal weight, but maybe around nine or 10 years old, it's a good time to get blood work done to see if there's anything going on. 
Um, I have to pause here and let the listeners know that we are doing this podcast in our very own Chicago for Cats, and we do have a very outspoken uh, boarding cat here with us. <laughs> yes, he thinks that um, he has a, a quite an opinion about just about everything, and, and so when you hear him in the background, just know that he's a really lovely cat and just has a lot to say. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So going back to it, though, uh, let's say... The owner saw some signs, was worried, did some blood work, found out about this. It's now officially diagnosed the kitty has hyperthyroidism. What is the next step for these people and what are their options mainly? Well, the, there are three options to, um, to this. One is twice a day medication for the rest of the cat's life. And that comes in a number of different forms. Um, there are pills, it can be made into liquid, and it also is a, has a transdermal form. The, the second option is surgery to have the um, thyroid gland removed, which has its own set of risks because the parathyroid glands and some other important structures are right in that area. And then the third option, and the one I think I'm most happy about, is uh, irradi irradiated iodine, or I-131, because it's painless, it is quick, and, um, and the cats are uh, pretty impervious to the fact that anything's happened to them, other than the fact that they have to stay with us for a few days mm -hmm. um, until the state rules about releasing um, cats uh, who have had radiation mm -hmm. are satisfied. So I have two questions about these, uh, one of two of these options. I do get a lot of questions from people who are interested in this treatment and call me, and one of the main questions they ask is, I have my cat on methamazole. I just started two months ago. If I do this treatment, let's say three, five months down the road, is this methamazole going to cause my cat's other organs or overall health issues, side effects? No, the methamazole just needs to be discontinued about a week before we do um, irradiated iodine. The thing about hyperthyroidism, though, that we now know because so many cats have been diagnosed with it, is that the longer you go without controlling it, and the, and the thyroid gland continues to grow over time. So that if, if you're on medication, the thyroid gland is still gonna continue to get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And we know that the longer it takes before you treat them definitively, the more likely it is that they'll get cancer from their thyroid condition. Okay. So that's been pretty well documented. So the only thing you need to do, stop the methimazole about a week before treatment, and the rest is easy. Have you seen side effects for cats who have been on methimazole for years? I have. It, the, the side effects of methimazole usually happen, though, pretty quickly. Um, and those are things like uh, itching around the head and ears. Um, I had a, I've had a couple of patients who developed liver disease as a result of the medication. Mm -hmm. And vomiting is another is another potential side effect. But those side effects can actually develop any anywhere along the cycle of treatment because as time goes on, usually the medication needs to be increased in order to control the thyroid gland. Okay, awesome. So I-131 is your favorite option, obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when people want to go for this, the other, the second question I had is, they, they are sometimes worried that the, the word radiation or iodine is in it, and they say, you know, is this going to cause my cat side effects or other problems in the future? 
I can understand why somebody would have that worry. Of course, um, it's a lot less radiation than even getting a regular x-ray. Um, so it isn't something that we worry about in terms of long-term consequences. The only thing that, that they need to do is stay in the hospital for long enough that the, the decay happens. And, and that only is about three days. And so it's really a short process and one that has been demonstrated over the last 25 years to be incredibly safe. Are you happy with with the numbers of veterinarians that offer this treatment overall the nation, or do you think this is something that needs to be widely spread and uh, get more educated both for clients and veterinarians? One of the things, and I mentioned this earlier, that, that we have seen is the way in which people are so thrilled with the ability to restore the relationship they have with their cat and not have to medicate them anymore, at least for this condition. Mm -hmm. And and so if it were possible for, for it to be done more frequently, um, I think it would be really good for both cats and their people. Okay. Um, okay, and is there anything else you would like to add overall about I-131 hyperphorism, your own hospital or... You know, I think the most important thing to remember is that we are governed by um, a physicist who oversees our work to make sure we comply with all the rules of both the Federal Radiation Commission and the state of California. So mm -hmm. we, have, we have a really good oversight group that makes sure that we're not making any mistakes. And the other thing is, is that the, the dosages of radiation have declined considerably over time so that it now is much, much, much safer than it used to be. That, those are good news for people who are a little bit more worried about this treatment. Sure. Um, I do try my best as well to explain them how well it is going for a year now for both of you and me to do this treatment for all these cats. Yeah, I, I think believe, we've, been pretty, we've been pretty thrilled with the outcome. Yeah, I believe we uh, treated at least um, 50 or 60 cats so far. Really? Mm -hmm. oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> and we got really good um, feedbacks and recheck results and so we do highly recommend this to uh, people who have cats with hyperthyroidism. And the, and the other part is, is that once your veterinarian sends your cat to us, mm -hmm. then all the follow-up goes back to your regular veterinarian so mm -hmm. that you can keep that relationship that's so important to you and your cat with the veterinarian that you've gone to forever. Yeah, I believe one thing we skipped is the preparation for this treatment is also something they... Uh, do with their own veterinarian as far as pre-testing and um, maybe some screening for right. We want some we want some information um, to be pretty current, and that's all on our website um, mm -hmm. chicocats.com. And so anyone can ac access that and understand what it is that we want to have in terms of information prior to treating the cats. But you do that with your own veterinarian, and they mm -hmm. send it over, and um, and so it's all done in, in the comfort of the veterinarian that you learn to know and love. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. I do appreciate it a lot. Our listeners will appreciate it a lot as well. And um, thank you again. Thanks, Sam. Thanks.